0: Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con. I am Ryan. To my left is Brad. To my right is James. And this week we saw Oz the Great and Powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Kneel before Oz,
1: (laughs) (laughs) like Zod, right, right, guys? Right, but Oz.
2: Yeah. And you switch the letters, right? Yeah, it's clever, dude. done.
0: I know, right? So I, I got some. Bad news, guys. Aww.
2: Oh,
0: sh- so, <laughs> wait—is the podcast
2: yeah, gonna die? Yes. Yeah. So, way to put it at the beginning of the show. Right. Good job. Wait,
1: there's bad news.
0: Is there? I, I, I didn't got. Know about I got this. an iPhone five. Oh. Okay? Did you and drop so, it? No, um, good. My no, wife no, goes to school really early, and so she locked. You know, she didn't lock. She closed a bedroom door, and I really wanted to listen to our podcast last week. Uh-huh. So I used those shitty iPhone. Earbuds
1: oh. that came with them. That
0: came with it, and they're supposed to be like new and cool, and they're supposed to be better for you because they're yeah. the iPhone 5 ones. They're fucking horrible. Yeah. You know what you should totally they're do? Cheap. You should go to tweakedaudio.com, check out the amazing earbuds they have because I couldn't use my natural version 3, right. which are amazing. Yeah. And if you go there, pick out any earbuds you'd like from tweakedaudio.com, and at the checkout in the promo code, enter real nerds, one word, R E E L, nerds. You get a third off your complete order.
2: That's exclusive
0: cool. to real nerds listeners
2: that's amazing yeah that is
0: and they're so cool i've been using them every night this week because i've been having trouble sleeping and i use my I plug them into my kindle fire my wife is sleeping next to me doesn't even bother her
2: that's music to my ears ryan <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't not make, do it like a commercial it's sad <laughs> <laughs> you can't make it natural at all <laughs> i spent so many years like making fake commercials like i can't just make a natural commercial. right that sounds <laughs> like see, such a great deal i thought deal. i did such
0: a good job like segwaying yeah, right into really a commercial yeah. you know you guys were really concerned a very
2: practical application you guys were really
0: concerned like oh my god what's wrong this week
2: yeah. I thought the real problem was that you got an iPhone
0: 5 at first <laughs> no the iPhone 5 is amazing yeah. it's way better than my piece of shit HTC One yeah
1: you bought a bad Android phone
2: I have a friend yeah. who always bad Apple products yeah, irrationally um, what? what yeah I'm not irrational about it I'm not talking about you oh. why is everything got to be about you James why, cause I'm, so a, I'm a friend who bad
1: mouths uh, um, Apple products irrationally <laughs>
2: It says it's dumb and like simp- oversimplified for idiots, like yeah. Apple phones. Right. But um, all I ever see is like my friends with Android phones, like replacing them every <laughs> couple months or so. So, and I still got my three GS from you know three years ago. So absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, and, but you still have yours in the box. That's why, like, you haven't ta- you you <laughs> haven't actually touched it yet. So that's no, a little it, bit yeah.
0: unfair. Do you see the new uh, freaking cases they got for them?
2: You you get like a new case for everything, like yeah, so often that's pretty cool. That was cool, huh? It doesn't have Spider-Man on it. It's got Burton. What I know, like you're snowboard all of a sudden. Well, no, I just like I I like. (laughs) I cannot imagine snowboarding. I I like the cloth
0: one that you had, and I finally found one for my iPhone.
2: Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Because you can just totally, and it has it like holds on to your (laughs) phone. You can just hold it. It doesn't slide out.
0: So, uh, hey, Burton iPhone cases. If uh, you're listening, I just totally pimped out your iPhone case. So, Uh,
1: money, money. please. A friend of mine at work got one that uh, the back of it. Looks like an old Game Boy, like the brick yeah, Game Boys. I've seen yeah,
0: I've seen oh, those, but they're man. only for 4s. Yeah. Dude, oh, are they? There's this badass Spider Man one at Best Buy where you move it and his web like shoots out and stuff, dude. But that's for but 4s, it's mm-hmm. so that's bullshit.
1: You guys were old. Did you have a lot of those Game Boys? The oh big yeah. Ones? The brick brick one? The yeah, the gray brick, the green that punched mine in the face. I actually, I actually had two, so it, it was unfair of me to. Why'd say you bring that? that? He's just bragging now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> I lost one on an airplane. I didn't, like, have two. I wasn't, like, playing, <laughs> you know, Super Mario in one hand and, and or Super Mario Land in one I'm hand. I'm the most Super
2: specialist Land, kid ever. I'm playing two Game Boys yeah. at you once. You see,
0: my family was so poor that when we got one, we burned through the batteries so fast we always had to wait to get batteries because... <laughs> we took
2: four batteries. <laughs> yeah. Four double A's. I didn't why know being poor is funny.
0: Why, why <laughs> didn't your
1: family buy rechargeable batteries if they were that poor? Because they weren't smart.
3: What?
0: Nineteen eighty nine, I didn't <gasps> think rechargeable batteries were
1: that uh prevalent? Prevalent. I'm sure they were, dude. I don't That's know. That's what's in your car. That's a rechargeable battery. Just hook one of those up to your Game Boy. Well, me
0: being poor. You know what? You know, James is making fun of me how like cold and heartless I am because I'm just making a broad joke about Jewish people. And this and this guy is like, "Ah, you're poor, you fucking piece of shit." (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, my mom worked really hard to provide for us, James, and couldn't afford the luxury of rechargeable batteries for the (laughs) game board. Go back to
2: Highlands Ranch, James. Yeah,
0: go back to no, 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 no. no. Go back to Lone Tree.
1: Oh, you (laughs) asshole.
0: Anyways, if you've never listened to Real Nerds... By the way,
2: we're a movie podcast. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) If you've never listened to Real Nerds podcast, every week we go see usually the big movie that comes out this week. I've already mentioned it. It's Oz, The Great and Powerful. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned for that. That's at the end. We also touch on some fan mail, real fan mail this week. We also talk about what we've been watching, and we segue right into some great box office numbers, DVD releases, Blu-ray releases, and then we do some real news. Followed by a comic book this week
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's my week and uh Cora supplied me with a comic book this week
1: It's a special fan given uh, it's comic. a
0: fan comic book corner, yeah, and then we go ahead and review the movie, so stay tuned for that and our shenanigans, but first, like every week at real news, wait real nerds, wait, real nerds, we start with fan mail. <laughs>
1: It's okay. Brad will just cut all that. It'll sound good. We'll be professional yeah. sounding. Uh, Brad's
0: pretty good at making me sound good. Yeah.
2: So speaking of mail, uh, <laughs> I uh, finally got around to checking the iTunes comments, mm-hmm. which we haven't had any initially for like the first year we were doing this. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just now look, I read them and I have to th- give a shout out. Thanks to all the people who did that. Right. Oh, yeah. They're actually like really good comments and mm-hmm. we got a perfect five stars. So yeah, except for that one, except <laughs> for that one who's super <laughs> <similar, laughs> horrible. Oh, that but that was from a while ago. Um,
1: yeah, that was back when we were bad.
2: But the ones that are there are just really, yeah. Yeah. Like, spe- you. like content specific, so it actually gives us exactly. real feedback.
0: And and what's cool is you know touching on it is it feels like you connect with somebody. Yeah, yeah. you know it's um, reach out and touch someone.
1: One because we were talking about this before the show is like I've I've started realizing that there are a bunch of people out there who listen to the show because I mean we see the numbers we know that people Stitcher. are listening. Yeah. Like we're yeah, we're do we're not doing horrible. Yeah, you know, we're we're all right. Um so I know there's a lot of people out there who listen But then we just don't get a lot of feedback back sometimes, and sometimes, especially when the movies are bad for a while, um, you feel like, oh well, you know, maybe it's anybody. Maybe it's time to get rid of James. So it's. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you know, maybe we need to change some stuff up. Maybe, maybe I should just go. Yeah,
2: I usually hear like, oh, you you guys do a good job. It's a good show, but there's actually like content-specific stuff that says like, oh, that's what we do well, or what we don't.
0: Or what well, we don't do well, you know, we'll always take criticism so, um, too.
2: Yeah, just made my day. Yeah, now, those. isn't it
1: right? It's nice. Yeah, yeah. and th- that is all to say, like you know, right into the show sometime.
0: Yeah, because we love we love sharing yeah. your opinions. If you
1: got a question, something you've been thinking about with movies, let us know. And we'll talk about it, um, just like
0: this one. Yeah, we uh, Mac Ribonics at Matt Rubonics on Twitter um, has been tweeting us a lot lately. Yeah. And uh, he ran into us at Comic-Con and he ran into you at Sam's
1: Club. Yeah, I was, I was at work and all of a sudden this guy comes up behind me and he's like, Hey, do I know you? And I stood up and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And he's like, no, I recognize you. I recognize you. Were you, were you at Denver Comic-Con? I was like, yeah, yeah, I was, I, I was. And he goes, you're the host of you're you're the the podcast. You're the you're host a that real co-host.
2: Know your role. Still,
1: it was like this moment where no, like I was cool. in the I was out there in the wild, in the wilderness, and somebody that's said, That's pretty funny. I recognize your face from that audio show you do. No, that's pretty awesome. Cool. So yeah, he wants to be on the show and I told him
0: to send me uh an ep- what movie he wants to see and we'll try to fit you in because we have a couple guests coming up like next week we have some, Some local filmmakers, filmmakers yeah. local filmmakers that will be on the show with us. So that'll be really fun. Yeah, well, um, if you
2: want to know uh, what movies we're going to see, there's a list on the website called Film Schedule. Uh, pop open that page and it'll tell you a general idea of like what we're exactly. looking forward to. Yeah. Um, let's
0: give a hand for Brad on our new web page again. Again.
1: Ooh, uh, I am holding a mic. I,
0: I, I hope you, you can hear that. No, I just say every time I click on it, it's so beautiful. It does. Make your wife do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Clap, Laura.
0: Clap.
2: Fine, I'll put the sound effect in myself. Thank you. <laughs> and and this just, is for it, there's off. no sound wait, effect wait, for middle fingers.
0: Wait. Whoa, whoa! Our audience is getting up and cheering for Brad for his great job on the thank you, the, thank you, the <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you all. <laughs> nice, Aww. thank you, audience. Um, so yeah, make sure you just send us what um, movie you want to see with us, and we'll I'll definitely try to work something out. What movie you. did he see? He saw a movie that is called I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's called What? He said I watched Screamers, The Hunting. I've never seen screamers. They should do a Dead Space movie with these actors. I don't even know what that is.
2: I don't either. Um, And I'm pretty... Dead Space or Screamers? I know what Uh, Dead Space is. Yeah, I know what Dead
0: Space is. It's a video game. Yeah, That they did make
1: movies for. Uh, Well, they made those animated movies. And honestly, I would like to see a a Dead Space movie. I I think that they could do a really good job of making... I think so, too. It'd be cool. Um,
0: Because there are parts in that game that are actually pretty scary. Yeah. When you hear just noises and you're walking through
1: dark corridors, I think it would be pretty effective. Not like Doom. What? There's some weird stuff in this movie. This guy's face is opening up, and he's like a robot on the inside. Cool. I don't know what this is. I might this might be a shit show review.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
1: uh, cool.
0: We'll have to watch that and see because uh, Brad doesn't have a PlayStation, so he's never played a Dead Space game.
1: Oh, I uh, yeah, I've played it. D- don't you have my copy of Dead Space too? Oh no, no, I don't. Oh okay. Um, it's a really it's a really good creepy game, uh, mm-hmm. and would make for a good for a good movie. It's kind of like the thing, but in space. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And we also got an email from Dan from Ohio. Hey, welcome Yay. back, Dan. Yeah, yeah. The turn of Dan. Uh, and he says Greetings. I normally find your in- irrational hatred of James Cameron tolerable. Way <laughs> to go, James. <laughs> However, you, your recent knocks against aliens I can cannot abide. I guess oh. I should really clarify because I guess I haven't been very clear about it. Well, it's not that I hate James Cameron movies. Yeah. Because I love Terminator. I love Terminator 2. Yeah, Terminator 2 is amazing. It is. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Aliens, I said last week, is. Pretty good. Um, I didn't say it was pretty good. You did not. I said it was unwatchable. At this you moment. did. Yeah. Um,
2: so but I, I think
0: his later movies, Titanic and Avatar, are just not that good. Yeah. Um,
1: but uh, you know, uh, True Lies. True Lies is awesome. True True Lies is
2: amazing. Dude, the Abyss yeah. is pretty good,
1: I guess. The Abyss is good. Yeah. I didn't like The Abyss the first time I watched it, but as I have revisited it, I, I like it more. Yeah, I haven't um, seen
2: it in a while, so I'm just my brain isn't clear. Yeah. Maybe I, I It's one of those like movies it? I want
0: to rewatch. I always loved the, the, the cover art for it. I always thought it was really good. Oh, yeah. um,
1: when I was a kid, I always got it confused with The Sphere, because they're like the same movie. Wow, <laughs> he was
2: so young to confuse those two. Right?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure Sphere came out when I was in middle school or yeah. <laughs> a Aww. freshman in high school. Yeah. Sharon Stone, when she was really hot. Uh, he says, Unlike other directors' cuts, James Cameron's cuts actually enhance the film and include... Uh, substantive material uh, I think his Terminator 2 director's cut is pretty good yeah um,
1: oh that's right because you did talk about last week I about did a- the aliens I, do, extended I don't, I don't cut like the aliens
0: good. extended cut and I, I maybe I didn't expand on it enough the reason I don't is I think it drags too much yeah where I think aliens works so much better as an action movie and I think that really just slows the pacing yeah. down
1: when I think that is one of the things like Titanic there are reasons why that movie is so long but I feel like as he's gone on he um it's kind of like with Stephen King, like nobody edits Stephen King anymore, so his books are like three inches thick. Like at some point, somebody needs to tell James Cameron, like, hey, there is there is an art to to being concise, you know, and there is a reason why people do it, and sometimes his his movies can get a little long winded for that reason.
0: I agree, and he uh, he goes on to say, particularly in Aliens, I revisited the Alien saga last year after watching Prometheus, and I was surprised how well Aliens held up, and the additional scenes help tell a more complete and cohesive story which in turn resulted in me liking the film even more than I had in the past. Mm. Um, and that's fair. I mean, I'd say that me and you are kind of in... Um, Brad, I don't know how you feel. Do you like Alien more than Aliens?
2: Yeah. I, 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 the first one's moodier. Like, yeah. yeah. I think we, is a, we are is a traditional action movie where it's...
1: In the minority? In the minority of that. Oh, absolutely that we are. Feeling.
0: I, I, yeah. I think you're right because there's scenes in Alien and the tension builds a lot better. Yeah. Um, and it, I, it does
2: more with less. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think appreciate Ridley more. Scott's a better filmmaker
0: But Yeah um, Right But uh, James Cameron Jim Cameron is pretty good uh, One of the things I do love about the <laughs> alien um, anthology Or the alien quadrilogy Whatever you watch The behind the scenes of aliens Is everyone talks about how much of an asshole he is yeah. And a lot of times in those behind the scenes You know they're kind of You know they don't and want it, to piss him off It's funny
1: because like that is true, but then, like, you know, the, the same thing is true if you go back and watch the uh, the special features on Terminator, but then Lyndall Hamilton, like, who... Lyndall Hamilton wouldn't talk to James Cameron some days, and then she came back for the second one. Which and I married mean, him. the paycheck, yeah, yeah. Um, But still. Yeah,
2: it, it's not so much he's an asshole, he's just kind of a genius to where he doesn't yeah. understand yeah, how to of those people. And it's
1: funny he's, to, like, hard to work with, sort yeah. of, yeah. yeah. Because, because But could
0: you You know, you see that stuff and people don't like him, but then you watch when David O. Russell is screaming at Lily Tomlin, and you're oh. like,
1: dude... Yeah. Really what a fucking man. <laughs>
0: right? Uh but yeah, I guess I just wanted to clear up that I don't hate all of James Cameron's films. Yeah. I actually enjoy his earlier stuff and I forgot about True Lies. I love True Lies. Right. Um
3: yeah.
1: A part I honestly I think part of it is he doesn't do movies often enough. Probably. You know? Like if he if he were able to just do a movie every couple of years and well, really have hold a Hold on to
0: your uh, hat, sir. Well, Avatar yeah. 2 is 2014.
1: That's not the sequel I wanted. <laughs> What sequel do you want him to work on? I don't know. Titanic 2? The Titanicer. Actually, that's a real movie, Titanic 2 Rising.
0: I know. they Didn't they make fun of it on MTV Movie Awards as Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller put that <laughs> really? movie to James Cameron? I
1: think I watched it I'm drunk once. Sure. I'm yeah. not kidding.
0: Anyways, Dan continues. <laughs> on another matter, I recently had a chance to watch The Master, and I must say that I am in complete agreement with James's review. Thank you. Never oh, have I crazy. seen so many great performances wasted on such a inane
1: film yeah the
0: critical response that it has received perplexes me so much so that i watched it a second time to no avail oh my god watched it twice
1: wow. oh bless you sir yeah
0: oh no because you know um pta if he if you don't get in his movies i don't know if i could watch it a second time and
1: i don't know what i love his early work like i really love his movies but he has stopped telling stories like both his the last two films he's made i don't think he's telling stories anymore and that is so frustrating. I agree. Because um, especially I seen when he's. It, but
0: go- after you told me about it, and I kind of had that feeling of watching trailers and like scenes from it. Yeah. And I, was like, I don't there, know if I want to see this. There
1: was an article this week on Slash Film where where they were posting up that I guess there's an additional 20 minutes of that movie you can watch. That's like deleted scenes. Uh, unless there's an entire plot in that movie, I, or in that 20 minutes, I don't know why there's like. What could he have cut out? Like it's three hours long. Like, and I, too, you know, what really made me mad watching the Oscars is Joaquin. What is it, Joaquin? Jo- Joaquin.
0: Joaquin, Phoenix, Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. When they announced him for Best Actor, he's like, "I'm too good for this." He like turned his head and didn't want to be recognized. Yeah. Then why the fuck did you show up, asshole? Well, he's a
1: rapper now, dude. He's a prick. <laughs> I'm a. I know that. I know that was a. That was a myth. But I'm still always going to remember that at some point he was a rapper.
0: I, I don't know. I just. I know you don't like the Oscars, but, I mean, seriously, you're going to get, like, recognized for the work you do, and you're just going to be a total asshole about it. Yeah. Like, you're going to get a raise from your um, boss, and you're like, well, thanks for that, dick. Maybe,
2: like, someone called his name, so he just turned his head, like... Yeah.
1: No, he's purposely like that. He doesn't accept awards. He doesn't... He's weird. Maybe Kathy Bates was, like, farting right in front of him, (laughs) and, and he was just like, oh, God! And then some people are like, why can't why couldn't it be him in front
0: of the Viper room? No. Um,
1: <laughs> now, that said, I would still rather hang out with his brother next of oh. the Viper room. No, that's horrible. That was horrible. Did anybody get that joke? man? No. Too soon? Yeah, <laughs> too, oh, yeah, too soon.
0: He's been dead for 20 years. Um, so it was refreshing to hear a view that found the film to be as insipid as I found Thank it. Thank you. Man. Regards, Dan. Hey, great hearing from you, Dan.
1: Absolutely, especially when you agree with me for once. <laughs> I know
0: <laughs> because James has been getting it from everywhere, the London Film Review. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Please, get don't over please don't say yourself. Please don't say I
1: get it from everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, you can write us at realnerds at gmail if you want to send us an email like Dan does if you want to make it really long. You can leave comments at the end of every article, every podcast, every interview that we do on realnerdspodcast.com. dot com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can call us seven two zero six nerds five. And I heard from Marky Mark and he told me that he has to think of something to call us about. And mm. when he does, he's going to ring us up. Well, that you know, makes I, sense.
1: I hear that those movie filmmakers like they don't actually see a lot of movie films because they're so busy making them. So, you know, maybe he's got a he's got to sit down and watch like the master or something like that and then call us and be like. That was shit. I don't do very good. I <laughs> well, he's
2: gonna be busy fighting giant robots. So, well, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have <laughs> to have oh, time it for your right. stupid calls. What, Ryan. <laughs> what city
1: is next? Like Seattle, like you know. Do Transformers take place in different cities? Do they um, ever get New York?
2: I know they got L. A. Right. No, they never did get New York.
1: I yeah, guess they Chicago New York. Was the second one? Or the third yeah, one. Chi- Chicago and L. A. Second one. So, oh really? It's not very good. When Egypt, I heard that there's, they got
2: all of Egypt, there's
0: robot yeah. balls in it. I'm like, I don't know if I want to see that movie. <laughs>
1: That's the best reason to see that movie. <laughs>
2: or else you going to see robot balls, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're
1: they're wrecking balls <laughs> between <laughs> his <laughs> legs. That's what I call mine. I mean, there's, yeah. There's also like a little, a little RV or, or RC car robot, and he humps some things. Nice. Like, yeah. Wasn't Does, that in the
0: third one? Was that little fucking yeah, one in the third yeah, yeah, one? Yeah,
1: he shows up in the third one, too, but he doesn't hump anything. Uh, I don't remember anything humps, about it. He humps Megan Fox.
0: Of course. Yeah. You wouldn't if you were a robot. Right. Robots in disguise. Stuff we've been watching.
1: So uh yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: Let me get out my list, guys. Oh
2: my god, it's a list today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm <laughs> just gonna mention off the top last week I got the Dick Van Dyke show on Blu ray. Oh yeah. And it is amazing. Um you didn't think something in black and white would look so beautiful. Dude. On Blu-ray? It's so nice. Oh. It's so clear. Have you had a chance to watch the stuff you borrowed for me? Uh, not yet. No. Yeah. When you do, it's it'll blow yeah. your mind. Well, I already
2: <laughs> saw the sample when I was here last. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it looks like you're watching a play, like right in front of you. It's yeah. it's so clear and yeah. bright. I've never seen. It sounds goofy, but I've never seen the Dick Van Dyke show be so bright. And
1: mm-hmm. did, have you? Uh, is there anything on the Blu-ray about how they did it? Like, is that show on film somewhere? Do they have yeah, it? thirty-five uh, the millimeters. They, they, they. Oh wow, that's they took
0: why. The negatives and. Yeah. cleaned them all up,
2: and, and you're saying like even the cuts, like because on the DVDs mm-hmm. sometimes there'll be like they'll cut to a close up and it's like really blurry or something, yeah. or it's like or yeah, there'll right. be a flash. Um, oh, it's
0: not even in it, and the and, sound is so much better. I yeah. I recently that's great. watched um Oh How We Dance the night we met, and that's one of my favorite episodes of Dick Van Dyke ever. And there's, um, when they're doing the You Wonderful You and they're dancing, oh man, you can hear things like he stepped on her foot twice and you can hear the crack. I've never heard that before. Um, so it's great. Uh, um, wait, he
1: broke her foot?
0: Yeah. Oh shit! That's how they fell in love. Um, oh, it's a, it's, a, oh
1: it, it's a sound. It's edited into the show. Yeah. Like he didn't actually no. break her foot. Yeah, her first man, word. I yeah. thought I thought like they were doing a performance, and you know, a little secret thing that nobody knew was that he he. Oh man, he breaks her foot in that scene. Like, oh that, no, no, like, no that's, that'd be crazy. It's, you can actually
2: see him like land his foot. Well, far away from her yeah. foot in the shot. <laughs> and you see it really
0: clear on the Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh. Um, but, you know, I love I love the Saul in that one because Saul changes throughout the series. Yeah. But in that one, it's that goofy guy. And he says, he makes a lousy first impression. <laughs> and it's it's great. And if you've never seen the Dick Van Dyke show, you owe it to yourself to watch it. That's cool. Because it's so good. Um, I, I used to watch it um, on Nick at Night. And then uh, Brad reintroduced me to it um, when the DVDs came out. And I fell in love with the show again. So, um and now I have it on Blu-ray. I love it. Um, and then this week, I, I, I saw only f- only four movies, but um, I decided I was going to start digging deep into my Robert Downey Jr. vault because I'm at the point where I only have, that was dirty, I only have, um, I think, four movies left, and I'm getting two of them <laughs> delivered next week and i have to wait on amazon until they become reasonable because right. he does yeah. a lot of independent movies right and so on dvd they hardly ever release them um so the first one i saw was actually his breakout role is in a movie called less than zero hmm. and it's based on a uh, brett easton ellis who wrote american psycho yeah right uh, he wrote their screenplay and the novel and it's about these kids who graduate from high school and robert downey jr plays a guy named julian who is going to get money to start a record company from his dad um, called Tone Deaf Records. And uh, they, it starts with him at the graduation and then it cuts to black and it fades to six months later. And um, Robert Downey Jr. is now like a junkie and um, his his friend who left to go to college and left him behind. And he kind of came became part of the party scene in uh, L.A. Hmm. Um, James Spader plays the drug dealer in it. Uh, really young James Spader. It's really crazy. I think it's from '86 or '87. Yeah, and the movie is meh because uh, it's really hampered by that '80s aesthetic, where the coolest nightclubs are the ones that have like TVs on shelves and um, <laughs> and uh, cocaine's the coolest thing you can possibly yeah. do.
1: We got so much money, we just got TVs sitting around. <laughs> yeah.
0: And they all wear, you know, the neons and stuff. So it, it's a really it didn't age very well, but I will say the performance is not just by Robert Downey Jr. Um, I forget the lead guy, but uh, Jamie Janie Gertz is the actress in it. And she's in The Lost Boys, um, but she's pretty good in it.
1: And wait, 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 The Lost Boys with Corey Feldman. Yeah. You think she's met Corey Feldman? Do you think he was nice to her? Probably not.
0: Okay. He probably <laughs> would only come and shoot his scenes. He'd show up after everybody else and go through, like, a separate way and <laughs> shoot his scenes and not say anything and just leave. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is really good in it because it, they actually show him get progressively worse um, with his drug abuse. Yeah. Uh, so, it, I mean, if you want to watch it for the performances, it's good. But the rest of the movie, it's kind of cheesy and yeah. dumb. Um, and, guys, you know what happens when Robert Downey Jr. can't pay for his drug money? He has uh, to become a gay prostitute. I was just
1: going to, that was, that's exactly what I was going to suggest. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens to him. Is there a documentary about his days as a gay prostitute?
0: Um, no. Uh, but they show him going down on a guy and his friend rescues him. And I'll, I'll let you guys in another rescue spoiler. From, oh. Watch the movie. I'm not going to tell you the spoiler, how it ends. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't want to watch the movie. Um, the
0: other movie I saw was a three-hour movie <laughs> by Robert Altman. Oh, you watched The Master. Oh. Called Shortcuts. Yep. Oh, which wow. Which is actually, I think the movie's actually not pretty. Not that short. <laughs> I, no. I actually think the movie's pretty good. Um, it deals with a bunch of people and their lives centered around a certain part in L.A., and uh, they all kind of tie together in a, a unusual way. I, I uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not in it too much, but he plays a makeup artist on movies, Um, Andy McDowell's in it, Tim Robbins, Julianne Moore, Huey Lewis. We see more of Huey Lewis than you ever thought (laughs) you'd see. Um, But the performances are really good. Um, I think Tim Robbins was really funny as the total asshole cop where he hates the dog and he's cheating on his wife with um, Francis McDermott's character and when he finds out Francis McDermott's character has another boyfriend, too, he gets all pissed off and he steals his dog from his kids and lets the dog go in a neighborhood. And then he leaves. And then at the end of the movie, he goes back and rescues the dog so it can look like he's a hero. And uh, he plays this cop and he's really funny in it. Um, but there was this weird, like, always showing female. Bush in it, like constantly, and you see Huey loses dick. Um, whoa, <laughs> like whoa. He, he goes to piss in the river, and you know, in most movies, they just show him like from behind. No, nope, he just like whips his dick out and starts pissing. <laughs> I guess they're going for uh, an R rating. No, I guess they're going for uh, uh, authentic. No. Um, but actually, I think uh, Jack Lemon's Jack Lemon was so good in this movie. Hmm. He has a monologue where. Um, There's a moment where Andy McDowell's child gets hit by a car and he's in the hospital and Jack Lemmon hasn't seen his son in uh, who's his it's his grandson and they haven't seen each other in like 10, 15 years or something. And he has a scene where he sits down and has this like five to six minute monologue telling the story about why his he broke up with his son's mom and it is so good Mm -hmm. Um, and it, you just miss like an actor like that because he's oh, yeah. um, so good. And um, Lily Tomlin's in it. She's really good. Tom Waits is really good in it. I, I actually really enjoy the movie. Cool. I mean, it's really about nothing. It's just about people's lives.
2: Yeah, it's, it, This big interconnected story. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you saw it. Do
0: you even remember it?
2: Not really. And it wasn't that long ago. Maybe 2009 I saw it. Hmm. And um, like I'm trying to remember. At the end, there's like an asteroid, right? Uh, it's an earthquake. Earthquake, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I couldn't tell if Chris Penn was killing that
2: girl or
0: if a rock hit her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because Robert Downey <laughs> was like, what are you doing, man? Cause he was like going to like r- rape her or something. But then they said on the news that she got, f- she was killed by a falling rock.
2: Yeah. for so, earthquake. Yeah. So right. I, I
0: didn't get that part. Yeah, um,
2: My memory of it's fuzzy. It wasn't a movie that really stuck with me. Cause no, it's so disjointed, but, and but it's hard rant. to stick
0: with you because I mean, it's three hours long and there's something like 20 actors in it. Yeah. Right? So all the stories are all over the place. And, um, I mean, it's really good and it was really sad. Um, the little boy who got hit by the car who died and um and then the jazz singer with her daughter who is a cello player and it is a really good movie. Um, cool. you'd have to watch it. It's really hard to explain, but there's so much going on in it. It's not
1: short and it but it does cut a lot, so mm-hmm. My dad once when we saw Gosford Park, my dad told me that there and I I don't know where he got this from, but that Robert Altman didn't like the idea of like kids going to his movies so he would purposely put things like like the like the little bits of sex and stuff that's in Gosford Park into his movies to make sure they got R ratings. Hmm. So maybe that's why he needed he uh Huey Lewis's dick. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe maybe Robert Altman just really wanted to see Huey Lewis' dick.
2: <laughs> hey Huey. Um I've been making this movie for like six months and I forgot to put something <laughs> shocking in it. <laughs> got any ideas? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's kinda weird because you don't expect uh someone like that to do that. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's uh
1: how does that phone call go? Like you call up Huey Lewis and you're like, <laughs> I'm making this movie and I'd really like you to show me your dick in it. Um I'm pretty sure the part just would say it calls for full frontal nudity.
2: Yeah, right, I they, yeah, they I kinda take care of that stuff ahead of time. Yeah.
0: But I mean if someone paid me enough money, I'd do it. Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> um the other Robert Downey Jr. movie I saw where he's only credited as Robert Downey, um oh. is called the pickup artist. Which stals, stars Molly Ringwald and Dennis Hopper and. What? Um, like an old Molly Ringwald? Yeah. Uh, no, it's 1987, so oh, she's wow. 18, 19 in it. Yeah. Um, and he's only 21 in it, I think. Um, and he plays this really cool pickup artist, guys, where he just walks up and down the street and picks up girls. And the beginning of the movie is really funny because he's literally walking up and down the street picking up girls and using these lines. And then it gets into this really weird uh, Molly Ringwald's dad is in trouble with the mob. So she has to work to pay off his debt, but she also goes to Atlantic city and gambles all the time to win all the money for it. It's, it's not that good. Mm. It's all right. Um, there's some cool, uh, actors in it. Um, but it's really, um, ham fisted and yeah. really corny. Yeah. at parts. So it's kind of hard to recommend it. I mean, if you, it has a great soundtrack though. Let me guess.
1: Robert Downey Jr. Is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Oh! wow. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, that's the worst thing he's ever said. I mean, you can only go so far when the material's not that good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's yeah. just... its He's not a miracle worker.
0: It's like saying, you know, is he good in, in dreams? Well, I mean, the dialogue's all clunky and yeah, and he's playing way over the top, I guess. I mean, yeah. he's, he's not bad. Okay. But that's like saying, hey, is Molly Ringwald good in the movie? Well, you know, she's there. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody could have done it. It's not you know, he wasn't stretching himself artistically to do right. it. Absolutely. Uh, because I think it was at that time where they're trying to, you know, cast him as like the next cute guy. And yeah, cause he did a lot of movies around that time that they actually got better. Like chances are in, um stuff like that. So yeah, out of all those, I think you should probably see shortcuts just cause it's different. And um, yeah. Um, the one movie I really wanted to highlight those. I, I finally got to see, I wanted to see it when it was in theaters last year. And it's called uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, yeah. And it's really good. I mean, uh, really good. Um, it stars uh, Logan Learman, who I guess is Percy Jackson, what my niece told me. Right, yes. And I had no idea who that was. I, I, I had He's a, also
2: the son in uh, 310 to Yuma.
0: Yep. And I, I had no idea who he was because my niece thinks he's like so cute.
1: When he's in something coming out, too, because uh, Cora was talking about him Percy when he Jackson was on the show. Percy Jackson, too. Uh, no not percy jackson too there's something else
0: it <laughs> yeah it's <is> coming out <laughs> yes soon. yes but but yeah anyways he plays a, basically a wallflower in high school he's a freshman in high school and he's an outcast and he has no friends and it starts off with him eating lunch all by himself and he uh he just it's it's a it's a really touching story and it's um he always loved his aunt who died in a car accident and as the story unfolds you find out how she died and why she died and um why he's so traumatized and he he f- gets uh, he, his first friendship in high school is actually with his english professor he's played by paul rudd mr anderson and uh just great little scenes and he knows all the it's the movie's really good
2: all the actors in it are really good um, so what are the perks of being a wallflower
0: um that you can watch people i don't know <laughs> they never really explain <laughs>
2: that's good um
0: i guess because he's going to write a book about it and the whole thing, uh, the uh, whole movie, is him deciding to write a book about all his friends because he originally he's writing a diary because they say something that he has these blackouts and he doesn't know why he has blackouts and so he writes to help him think about what he was doing at the time. Yeah, and it's really good. And uh, I actually, I, I was telling James this at dinner. I, I like start like getting crying in movies. And Paul Rudd um, says this line because uh, Logan Learman's in love with emma watson's character and she at the she at, at the time she's dating this douchebag and he says you know uh paul red's character hasn't what's wrong he says well i just don't understand why so and so is dating so and so he doesn't be specific and and paul red looks at me and says well you know what um people accept the love they think they deserve and you're mm-hmm. like oh they do you know if you if you think you deserve to be treated like shit then yeah. You'll always be it. So it's just a really cool story. And everybody should check it out because it's pretty good. It's a really good movie. Good. It's uh, probably one I'll own when I get around to seeing it for $10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. When the Blu-ray is cheap. When the Blu-ray is cheap. But if you know what, you can rent it. Um, oh, for sure. I've seen it at uh, like every bread box I've been at in the last so, week. So yeah, you should definitely check it out. Um, Brad,
2: what did you watch this week? I got nothing. I'm sorry. You didn't what? watch anything? Didn't, I, I did what'd watch stuff. What did you watch last week?
1: Yeah, what did you watch last week? mm uh, I watched
2: a lot of DS9, but you don't want to talk about DS9. I so. totally,
1: are you kidding me? Now you're <laughs> telling... Wait, no, yeah. Did you, did you start from the beginning?
2: Yeah, I'm on season four already.
1: Oh, man. Uh, so. DS9 is really good because, you know, I've sort of been... It's all right. Like, I've got, <laughs> really? You only think it's okay?
2: It's getting better.
1: Um, I hate... <laughs> what I used to do is I would start watching it when, we, when I would go to bed, like I'd start an episode, and if... Uh, this is a, a rule that I, I borrowed from RJ... Uh, that if an episode starts and the first thing you see is a, um, uh, oh shoot, what are their names? The people with the ridged noses that live on the planet.
2: Uh, Bajorans. The Bajorans.
1: If the first thing you see is a Bajoran and it's a Bajoran episode, you just skip that episode. Because it's <laughs> it's too much religion and nonsense, like just move along. Um, but all like the political intrigue and all that stuff, any of the episodes about O'Brien, man, that's a good show. You liking it? You don't want to
2: talk about it? I think it would just save time for me not to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Save time. Uh, We're
0: not constrained by time. Yeah, I don't internet. feel like editing a two-hour show. <laughs> this is the internet. <laughs> it's going to take you that long to talk about it? What don't you like about it? Did you watch anything else?
2: No. Um, no, it's it's fine. Like, Is it hard going from Next
1: Generation to that?
2: No, because uh, there's actually some, like, cross- there's some crossover episodes. Was it yeah. at the same time? Um, um, a little bit. There's like a two-season overlap. Mm, yeah. And it was, um, yeah,
1: it was the next one in line. Miles
2: O'Brien is from Next Generation. And Worf. And Worf ends well, up going to the show. Eventually, yeah. I'm, so it I'm takes there place yet. at
0: the same time period, yeah. though? Because a lot of... Oh, right. Star Trek, I
2: know, is yeah. different. Voyager, DS9, and Star Trek are all in the same, hmm. or Next Generation are all in the same uh, time period. Yeah. um, Well. But, yeah, watching the show, it's... Next Generation, like I was like, I was watching the show... DS9, I kind of put on and then I watch it. And then if there's something I missed, I don't really stop to go back. I just keep right. going. <laughs> yeah. So there's, I couldn't really tell you a lot of plot synopsis. Do you, from the uh, do you own
1: those DVDs too, or is those streaming? I'm streaming on Netflix? Yeah,
2: I yeah. would like to own them, but
1: all of all of Star Trek is on Netflix at this point,
2: which yeah. is awesome. Which, by the way, Star Trek Two is on Netflix right now, is so it? you could nice. enjoy it again. I need to. Um, are all
1: of the movies on netflix
2: no because uh, i was uh, when i was doing the next gen ones with like i don't think uh first contact or generation is on there because i was gonna watch it last week insurrection uh, is dude <laughs> i will
1: just bring it to you I, okay i know i should yeah.
2: just brought it to you too um and ne- i think nemesis is on there yeah and they're on like su- what's that super hd i don't get that i have no idea <laughs> No mm. idea at all. They label their stuff super HD, and I watched mm. it. and It's like this is just HD. It's, be- it's better HD, yeah. but it's still streaming. So it's not are they as downgrading as HD? the other stuff? Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're right. yeah. yeah the, the other stuff is actually 480, <laughs> but
1: it's it, they call it HD. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Um, um, yeah, I, it's like I said, it's getting better. I'm waiting for Wharf to show up. Uh, yeah, but uh, it does
1: get better. Then how many seasons
2: does that one last? Eight. Seven? Wow, seven? seven. I think same as next gen. Hmm. Yeah,
1: I th- yeah. I thought like I thought that was why they ended Voyager when they did. Was because the other shows had all ended at seven, hmm. but uh, I could be wrong. Well, but the first Star Trek was only three seasons. So. Yeah, but that was because it got canceled.
2: Um, but yeah, I'll t- I'll talk about it when I'm closer to being done. Cool. Yeah, with more specifics. Cool. Very cool. What did you watch, James?
1: Um, well, the uh, Vikings started, which is the new show on HBO uh, HBO. uh, it's the new show on History Channel, which is. You know they they've gotten a lot of um, critical praise for their like scripted shows like Hatfields and McCoys was a really big deal because that was really good. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as I know, I think this is the first time they've done like a series. You know, um, or at least it do uh, yeah, and no, it's, it's the mean only like one like I can an think of. Yeah, yeah like yeah. well, like it's not just a mini series. Like they're gonna go for a while. Um, and Vikings basically, it's a, it's about Vikings. Um, and sort of drops you into the world of the Vikings at the time. Uh, and it, the the first main thing, and the thing that I always worried about with this is like you've seen History Channel shows where they do reenactments and how fake those look. This doesn't look anything like this, like like that. It it's got the budget where it looks like a a real like. Yeah, heard is actually pretty expensive. Piece. Yeah, it it looks like it. You you see money on on the screen when you're watching. Um, so if if only in how much sacrifice the characters had to take or the actors had to take to cut their hair so short and weird in order <laughs> to be in the show. Um, but it's about this guy who uh, in his, he, you know, he's from this village outside of like the main town and he has these ideas like he, he wants to be this great, like, you know, remembered sort of guy and he thinks that he can get rich by traveling West, by getting on a boat and going West. Um, he doesn't, you know, there's this myth that there is land out there, but nobody knows and he's going to try um and he goes to like his local king sort of lord and and says like hey this is what i want to do and then the local lord is like S- seriously what the fuck is wrong with you um but it what's really cool is you know the, the story doesn't proceed much in the first episode but what's really neat is because it is a history channel show and yes they're fictionalizing some of it and you know at a certain point we don't really know that that exact how life for the vikings was um but there were plenty of times where they would explain the way something works or they would show you a little insight to the way their lives were or how you know their court system works and stuff like that. And I'd go like, oh, huh. And I really felt like I was learning as I watched the show. Like in ways that other shows that are based in history, I always just sort of dismissed them as, um, well, you're fictionalizing this, so I can't trust it. But there's something about putting that history name, History channel name on there where I'm like, oh, okay, when, when you tell me that like – you know when they needed to sail and they were going to sail through a storm they looked through a piece of quartz and you could tell where the sun was in the sky by looking through that piece of quartz like i kind of believe that like i have to i have to think like well they've got the resources at hand they could actually talk to historians and say this is how they did it um and because who makes that up that doesn't sound that sounds like a real thing and not a made-up thing
2: a cartoon um, show told me you, could, you couldn't you could read in dreams so that, that's true <laughs> yeah no i'm clearly believe global i believe
1: whatever i'm told um okay as we've
0: solved that yes Has anyone try to read in their dreams yet
1: i i do it all the time and at this point every time i see words in my dreams i i see it and i think hey i think i'm reading and then the words all jumble just like in the show wow. i'm not kidding like it is deep in my brain baby so you're it, as mad as a hatter yeah <laughs> <laughs> at this point i really can't re- read in my dreams thanks batman I'm gonna fuck up my brain um Continuing on the Scott Derrickson podcast we've been running for the last nice. like five weeks, uh, I watched The Day the Earth Stood Still, which cool. Ryan lent to me, um, which is his like 2008 remake, and it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like I I like processed the movie when it came out, um, but the truth is I I saw a lot of really good ideas in there, and there were some really cool moments. Um, but yeah, that script is. A little bit. I messy. felt the same
0: way about it. There's moments where you're just like, "Oh, this is so fucking cool!" Like I yeah. loved Gort in it. I thought, you know, how he the idea of Gort as like a little tiny robots? Yeah, that just yeah. disintegrated the uh, the world and stuff. But yeah, I mean, there's moments where it's really good. You know, when you first meet him, and yeah, oh like yeah, that.
1: Keanu is really good. Oh, he's really good. Um, in it. the I, I think it, it, the devil is in the details here because it's things like the idea that um th- some spoilers for all of the day the earth stood still. Um the idea that at some point this kid is going to take Klaatu to his father's grave because he's seen Klaatu fix another human that he just killed and he takes him to his father's grave and is like, fix him. Like, you know, I've seen, I know you have powers, do it here. This is what I want. That, that idea for a scene is so good. And that is so the right place to take the movie and the right way to go for what is supposed to be a really introspective movie about who we are as humans. Um, but unfortunately the scene's not that, the scene is not that impactful, um, mostly in what actually happens in that scene. Like it's just not written around that scene. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, the way they get there is quite simply that they are not at the graveyard and Jaden Smith says, Hey, I know where we can meet my mom. And then he takes him to the graveyard. Like it's very, Like, well, we need to get to this place, so let's just make the characters Mm. go there, say they want to go there. Um, And those are the places where it bugs me. Um, Plus, I have a huge problem with the way they change why Klaatu is there. The whole idea of, like, oh, he's here because he wants to save the Earth from humans is, I think, far less interesting than the actual story of The Day the Earth Stood Still because the idea that aliens come down to our planet and say, like, you know all of your infighting and all of this violence that you, you, you know, if you want to fight amongst yourselves, cool, fine. But do not bring that shit into space because we don't mess, we don't mess around with that. And as soon as, as soon as you start pulling that kind of shit in space, we will just kill you because we can do that. Like that is such a cool idea and a great story and a, a, a lesson and an idea that I think is still relevant and making it this whole, you know, uh, oh we're hurting the earth and killing the toads or whatever thing it just it feels lame it doesn't feel like uh did you watch the original it feels very forced came, oh yeah came Dude, with i own ray. it oh i i already owned it on blu ray um, no not on blu ray there's a blu ray of it in the Ooh. the 2008 version oh man i should have watched that while you i had it um Cause yeah, I bet that you know old old black and white movies like that they look oh, good dude, when they get transferred. Well, I didn't think it had you know Dick Van Dyke would look so good, but now yeah. I'm a believer. Oh yeah, well, and like I said, you know back when I got Casablanca and stuff like that, man, they look good. Um, so yeah, it, it's not bad. I I am more okay with the idea of them remaking that. Now I kind of want them to remake it again and <laughs> do it right. Um, but Scott Derrickson has some really cool stuff in this movie. Like, there's some really great shots and, I agree. and things where I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" Like, I see why he wanted to do. it this. had so much potential, yeah. And then it kind of exactly. flounders. Yeah, he does. He does a really good job with some broken pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jennifer Connelly is really good. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I watched. Uh, so we've got a fan at my work named Mike, uh, and he's been bugging me for a while. He's like, "James, you've got to watch this movie." Called No Retreat, No Surrender, starring Jean Claude Van Damme sort of starring Jean Claude Van Damme. And it's from nineteen eighty six and I went onto Netflix and could not even find it on Netflix. But the entire film is on YouTube. <laughs> uh just not, not not even in clips, like like usual pirated movies on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It might be on there legally, I'm not sure, because no one cares about this movie. <laughs> um, it's one huge so the, ninety minute. It's one huge ninety minute clip on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Um and I don't know if this movie wants to be funny but it's fucking hilarious <laughs> uh basically the, the story is this it starts off and uh jean-claude van damme is the muscle for this bad guy this really wimpy looking bad guy who shows up at this dojo and and threatens this guy and is like we want your dojo man and so he no fin- yeah right, no yeah that's what this guy says he's like <laughs> no you can't have my dojo and uh, and and finally like jean-claude van damme like kick kicks this guy in the face and the guy's like, "No, karate is not for violence." <laughs> are he, these
0: actual lines from the movie, or are you they're just pretty much? Yeah, okay. um, it's paraphrasing. he. <laughs> paraphrasing. I'm sure at some point, like, <laughs> like the,
1: the dad in the movie is really hammy, so I'm sure at some point he says, "Karate is not uh, for violence." Um, <laughs> but so, and then his son runs over and is like, "Ah," oh, and his son is Jason, and Jason is our main character, and um, so they they move, they move all the way to Seattle because they're like, "I oh man, let him have the dojo." We don't want Jean Claude Van Damme to show up again. That, <laughs> that was some shit, man. Uh, and then Jean Claude Van Damme's not in the movie for a long time. Um, and he goes to this, he, he moves into this new house. And as he's moving in boxes, like this black kid shows up with like a, a giant boombox over one shoulder nice. and like riding a bike and like dribbling a basketball and all at the same time uh, and rapping. And he's he's really corny and like has these bizarre, like he is he is such a sort of cliche mid eighties black sidekick. And I don't want to say that Van Damme. No. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like like, it's really bad. Um, to the point at which he does have like a full, like freestyle rap scene in there. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, but then as he's moving in, he also meets the next villain of the film, which I kid you not. There is this fat kid leaning up against a car across the street and in one hand, he has an entire fucking cake, <laughs> and he's just scooping cake into his mouth, smear- smears cake on his face, you know, as he's just eating cake, and he watches this guy move in and he goes, "Oh, great. Another Bruce Lee freak." I, that is an exact quote. Oh great, Another Bruce Lee freak: Once
2: again, the fat people are vilified. Yes, yes. right?
1: Yeah. So and he keeps we he never keeps get eating a break. Cake uh we're like the middle eastern people of the 2000s <laughs> <laughs> um so the movie's called no retreat no surrender and that's jason's thing he says like no retreat no surrender and that the his sidekick says that too um is that they what g- they say in galaxy quest <laughs> yeah, no uh uh never give up never surrender In Galaxy Quest. um but then, like, they get in fights with the fat kid, and the fat kid beats him up for some reason, like, because he's not good enough at karate, because he's not a black belt yet. He's been doing it for, like, three years, but he's not a black belt yet. Sweep um, the legs. Yeah. Uh, and, um,. And every time he fights the fat kid, like he, the fat kid keeps smearing food on his face. Like he finds So how old is the and, fat kid? I don't know. Like not that much older than the kid is. How is old? So it's like oh, they're they're like kids. in high schools. No, they're like in high school. They're like high school age. Yeah, they're like they're like Karate Kid. This is basically Karate Kid, but horrible. Mm. Um, and uh, but he fights this kid, and he fights some other kids at the karate class, and he's like, I, you know what? I just gotta learn karate better so that I can be better at life. Uh, oh, and I forgot to tell you. Uh, in Seattle apparently is where Bruce Lee is killed or or is buried. And so there's a scene where he goes to Bruce Lee's grave with a bunch of flowers and like talks to Bruce Lee and like prays to him and is like, Hey, I want you to teach me to be a better person. Um, And so Bruce Lee, no, here we go. And so Bruce Lee does. Wait,
2: what? I was about to make a joke of like, I can't, I'm dead, but he's not. (laughs) No.
1: So then Bruce Lee shows up. Naturally, a door opens like weird science style, and the light comes peering through. And well, not Bruce Lee, but okay. some Ooh, I know, I some that. some <laughs> really not doesn't look at all like Bruce Lee Asian guy comes through and is like, "I'm Bruce Lee." And then there is twenty minutes of this kid learning karate from dead Bruce Lee, like in a fever dream. And then, and like the, like the bike sidekick will show up and see Jason just fighting with himself and Jason like gets beat up and throws himself back, like, like fight club, like he throws himself <laughs> backwards through doors and stuff like that. And they just sort of laugh. And I th- I think like, Oh, the next scene, like they're he's going to say like, Hey, what are you doing learning from this guy? No, the sidekick just laughs and like, you know, teaches him to run faster. I...
2: <laughs> he's mentally disturbed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Um, And then, you know, they go to dance. There's a whole long dance sequences in the movie for no apparent reason. Um, And then at the end, for some other reason, there is suddenly a, uh, there is this karate contest. And all the kids that beat him up at the karate class earlier, they're fighting against these other guys. And these other guys are, are there from, like, New York or something to fight these Seattle kids. And they are hired by the wimpy guy who was there working... With Jean Claude Van Damme before, no, because he's here to take over the dojo in Seattle, no, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> and so, but and so they're announcing like, oh, these guys are going to fight, these guys are gonna, all these guys are going to fight, none of them Jean Claude Van Damme. Where's Jean Claude Van Damme, right? Um, and so the announcers like announcing the fight, and the wimpy guy comes out there and he's like, you know what? There's no good karate guys in Seattle, so. I'm not going to use my guys. I, all your guys are going to just fight one of my guys. And he brings out the Russian, and it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme just fights all those guys and beats them. And then Jason gets up there and takes his shirt off and fights Jean-Claude Van Damme. And it's a, it's not the worst fight. I mean, it's not great, but it's, it's not the worst. And there's a couple good kicks in it. And, like... Jean-Claude Van Damme rips his shirt off at one point and that's pretty cool. And there's this one point where like, you know, he Jason punches him real good and then holds his hand out and like does that thing like Neo from the Matrix where he like he beckons Come him. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he but he goes, "It gets better." And it, it's pre- it's pretty good. That line is pretty good. Um but it the movie is just hilarious all the way through and I don't think it wants to be that's the problem, hmm. um, but it was it was it was enjoyable. So I, you know, maybe one day I'll I'll put it on my <laughs> candle, go to YouTube, and <laughs> yeah, and watch. Yeah. No <laughs> retreat, no surrender.
0: <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. Bad. That's all you watched. Uh, yeah, that's all I watched. Great, because we got to pay some bills right now. The Comic Con that is a mile above the rest returns in 2013, and it's
1: bigger than ever. That's right. Stan Lee's going to be at Denver Comic Con this year. They also have George. To Kay at Denver Comic Con 2013 Plus Kelly Who
0: and Will Wheaton Friend of the podcast Georges Jaunty will be there So go online to DenverComicCon.com Where you can buy tickets Stay tuned, VIP tickets for Stan Lee Will be available
1: For barbecue that can't be beat Try Birdman Barbecue Sauce Available and original And spicy these robust full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware Stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ.
0: My man spider sense is tingling!
1: Hey, look, it's man spider.
0: How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics.
1: Oh no, the teal troll is attacking me!
0: My son's in danger! Will no one help him? Oh no, it's man spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that,
2: too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son.
0: Here's webbing your eye.
2: Oh, no. I'm bested by Man Spider again.
0: So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. What was number one at the box office this week?
3: This is the box office stats. Oh.
1: Do you not actually you oh, know? Oh, no, I do know. Oh, okay.
0: It was Jack the Giant Slayer. 27? 27,
1: 27 yeah. Which they um, said was a bomb, yeah. which
2: given its budget, yeah, but Die Hard made like 26 the week before, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, that they... was also not good enough. But yeah, it's almost $200 million. But they weren't like, Die Hard bombed. <laughs> yeah. Well, but when it's when the opening week is 10% of the budget... Yeah,
0: that's really bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was they didn't really market it that much though well, either. and yeah.
1: th- this is the same conversation we had with um with John Carter last year. Was like John Carter didn't do that horribly. Like it made a lot of money, but it costs so much money. You know, it goes back to that whole J.J. J. Abrams thing of like, why is the movie costing that much? Maybe that's where you need to look. Maybe two hundred million. Well, how budgets. much you
0: th- How much you think Star Trek cost?
1: Well, it cost two hundred million dollars, <laughs> but st- that movie looks well, like two hundred m- million dollars.
0: I mean the 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 enterprise crashing into the water is worth the, the shot yeah, enough. To probably, yeah,
1: I don't know what the new one costs,
0: but um I'm just kidding. I'm sure it's pretty expensive.
1: Oh yeah. No, I'm just saying like they he he knows how to save money in the right places. Actually, Star Trek 150 million. That's not bad. Cost less than that see. I'm making my point. Costs less than Jack the Giant Slayer looks better than Jack the Giant Slayer. Mhm. I agree. So Box Office Mojo is the place
0: we go to get all box office stats. So, uh, what do we do next? Fuck. We do, DVD uh, what's coming out? DVD
1: releases. DVD releases and Blu-ray.
0: I've only been doing 91 of these guys. Come on, cut me a break. Is it really
1: 91? We're getting yeah. close, man. Yep. Uh, Life of Pi. Cool. Yeah, I'm not going to get that. Wait, hey, I, I only want to bring this up because on the box art, it says, The next avatar. What? Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's a quote from the Time. It says, a, the next avatar a visual miracle I don't think I don't the think its cool it is, yeah, actually, the whale on the box art looks way more realistic than the one in the movie. I don't think people know why they like that movie. <laughs> I really don't.
2: they're also phasing out that blue at the top of each blu ray, that blue oh yeah, header line, they're finally. I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, you corner the market. You don't need that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: no one's going to get this confused with an HD DVD. Yeah. You know,
0: I watched an interesting show on the History Channel about the history of um, home entertainment, and Sony was an exclusive maker of Betamax. Yep. And VHS crushed them because a Betamax could only house like an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. And most movies were longer than that. But the picture quality on a Betamax was far superior. But because VHS could hold so much more... That VHS one yep. also so, s- porn
2: supported them more. So yeah, nice. <laughs> well yeah, I was trying to go for the
1: the History
0: Channel version, and I mean they eventually said they that. left that part out. No, they did. they <laughs> talked about porn too.
1: I read an interesting article back when that war was going on that brought up that same thing. That like yeah, porn that was a that was a big deal, um, but that because everybody was looking to porn, uh, everybody was looking at porn when the new, when that war was going on because they thought like well whoever porn chooses then that's who will win but porn never wanted to because porn didn't want any of their stuff to be in hd because porn realized that porn doesn't look very good in hd but now apparently you can see a bunch of stuff you don't want to (laughs) i'm guessing
0: sure i don't know i don't own any (laughs) porn blu-ray so i can't i can't verify that for you
1: but um i'll let you know anyway speaking of porn uh, Rise of the Guardians also comes out this week, <laughs> which was uh, my
0: cousin's favorite movie from last year. So now I have
1: to see I, it. Yeah, I know. I, I want to see it too, um, just because of Guillermo del Toro. Uh, it, <laughs> there's a version that comes with walking Easter eggs. Oh, cool. I love when they bundle. Oh, dude, Roger released. Rabbit's next week. Yeah, Who Frame Roger Rabbit, the new Blu-ray release, comes out next week. Uh, only seventeen dollars, seventeen on, on bucks. Amazon, I'm buying it as soon as we're done with this. Yeah.
2: finally went down. Sweet, I'm buying it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm buying no, I'm it we're <laughs> done here. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I should buy it right now. Yeah. I should just. Oh, dude, it. Willow too. Yeah, uh, Willow gets a Blu-ray DVD combo release next week, uh, which I don't want to watch. Why? I don't think that movie stands up very well. I, I think haven't whole, seen it in years. The whole ending with like the claymation stuff, uh, it it doesn't look real good.
2: You can go online right now and see uh, George Lucas swinging a sword from Willow. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Mad Mardigan is really good though. I always That's thought still...
0: the uh, the bad guy in it was really cool with the skull mask and he had the beard oh, underneath.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> Um, Disney is re-releasing Hunchback of Notre Dame on Blu-ray this week. Does mm. anybody care? Do you like Hunchback? It's all right. It's uh,
0: darker. I, it's one of those movies I'll re-watch, but I'll wait till it's not $25. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it's
1: Disney. That may not ever happen.
2: Yeah, it's weird. They usually sell it like, here's Mulan 1 and Mulan 2 or mm-hmm. The Lion King 1 and Lion King 1.5, but The Hunchback 1 is just like The Hunchback of Notre Dame.
1: Conveniently, there is a Mulan 1 and Mulan 2 release this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh Hitchcock also finally comes out this week. Sweet. So I can I'm looking see forward that to see movie, it. Oh man, it's so good. Uh Sound City, which is a documentary by uh, Dave Grohl about mm-hmm. um this little uh, recording studio in LA that was a really big deal but then because of the way recording studios have gone, it's gone bankrupt.
2: I uh heard that that studio the uh mixing board was like specifically like handcrafted mm-hmm. by this uh famous engineer um and that's why it's so amazing.
1: Yeah. I wanna see it. It looks really good. Uh the first season of Ripper Street comes out this week as well as This Must Be the Place, which is that shitty looking Sean Penn movie where he pretends like he's in the cure. Um that did not get very good reviews. Does anybody like Sean Penn here? No.
2: I've never met the man You know who likes Sean no, Penn? I mean,
1: like <laughs> like
0: him as like his movies he's in. Oh no.
1: Mm, yeah, I can't think of a movie Spicoli? that Coley? Like... I am Sam. No, mm. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think there's definitely school. Yo, oh, I love Robin Wright. Um, there are there are definitely Sean Penn movies that I think are good, but not because of him.
2: I guess uh, Mystic River's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. Yeah, he got a lot of claim for Dead Man Walking, right? Yeah, never seen it. Never seen it either.
0: I was just curious because he seems I like I haven't watched a lot of. It seems like he's one of those guys where everyone thinks it's a big deal, but he's not in movies that very many people see. Yeah. So um, just and I, th-
1: I just think he's obnoxious. I wish he would shut his mouth when he wasn't in movies, right? The game, the game. He's in the game. The game's a great, and movie. that's great. Mm-hmm. I love the box art for the Criterion. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways. that's the. Those are the releases this
0: week. Uh, Digital bits. You can click on box art there,
1: and then you can order Who Framed Roger Rabbit straight through them and give them a little money, sure. which is great. And I'm going to. Yeah, 9, I am 16
0: 99 Are you kidding me? That's amazing.
1: Oh, absolutely. All Blu-ray prices should be that low. Unspool real news. It's real news. Some uh, kind of interesting stuff this week. Yeah. Uh, James, what do you got? Uh,. First, I don't know why I'm starting with this one, but uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway is returning to the CW. <laughs> you know, I always loved that show. Good. This I, this is why I wanted to bring it up, because I want to know if you got... Uh, we've never talked about this. I adore that show. I it, like
2: the British version.
1: You pretentious <laughs> ass. You I, I should would. know you, you were going to say
2: that. Uh, the, which, which still has Colin Mochrie and the Ryan Stiles on it. I know, <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Well, well,
0: Wayne well, Brady's good. What it used to be on Comedy Central, like... <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Late 90s, yeah. Yeah,
0: like from... Nine in the morning till about noon. Yeah, they were showing it just
1: constantly.
2: Whole marathons. And down. I used to yeah. love it
0: because, uh, you know, uh, when I was in theater, all those things they do for improv, I used to do all yeah, the time. Yeah, we did those, yeah. So I, I really like the show, yeah. and I think all the guys around it are really funny and talented. When they had to do, even Wayne Brady, you know, people make fun of him. Yeah. But, you know, when they would pick a song for him to sing, and he could just hammer it oh, out. Oh, yes. Yeah, amazing. It's and amazing. he was still,
1: like, that's the thing. Wayne Brady, Colin Mochrie, and Ryan Stiles, who are all apparently really returning, were were always better than the the guest and they were always better obviously than Drew Carey who is not coming back <laughs> um but also like you you realized how amazing they were at doing that and sure yeah. I'm sure there are other improv people out there who are just as good or better but um man that show every now and then like it'll a video from there will pop up on Reddit and you just can't help but laugh it's, they're they, no, those, I agree. they were hilarious um so I think it's great uh, Aisha Taylor is going to or Aisha Tyler is going to be the new host that's cool. Um, yeah, I like that's her. It's fine. She, she can't be worse than Drew Carey.
2: She <laughs> in a nice interview on Smodcast. I oh, I yeah. yeah? Yeah. She's really cool. Um,
1: what are we going to... Oh, uh, so a bunch of studios this week have decided they've all signed an agreement and they're going to actually do satellite distribution of films, which is kind of a big deal because at this point it will mean that certainly mainstream movies will never have film copies i mean they they might print some film versions for theaters that don't have digital projections but they they aren't physically moving movies from one place to another anymore they've agreed on a way that they think they can safely not get pirated by traveling it yeah, through the but airspace. the thing that sucks is like satellites are so unreliable yeah I mean, well, but they, uh, you know, they probably will do that all a week or two in advance of when the movie releases. I I doubt that there's going to be a time where, like, oh, you want to go see Batman, but we're waiting for the movie to buffer from the satellite. Like, I went and saw
0: a Rod Stewart concert on one of those Fathom Event Center things, and it was horrible because it kept on, like, breaking up, and they'd have to go back and show some of it again, and they kept on breaking up again. Really? Yeah, I don't want that to happen at all. And you left the
2: theater, and you're just like, yeah, the satellite kept going in and out, and they're just like, yeah, sorry about that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but then they would, uh, then they replayed it, and then it'd keep on breaking up again. Yeah. And the thing that sucks is but they mean, still kept your money. Uh, yeah. I mean, and eventually they fixed it, but it took them like thirty minutes. Yeah. And
2: uh, and kn- Wait. So you had to, you had to wait thirty minutes too. Like in addition to, yeah. Like, wow. And you just they kept your money. Yeah. <laughs> wait.
1: And in the end, you had to watch Rod Stewart sing.
0: Yep.
2: Don't just, even go I'm there, man. Kidding. I'm just kidding. He will cut
1: um, you. But no, that's I not that's not what, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is the way it works now is they ship hard drives with a movie on it to theaters. Yeah. So yeah. that's how they actually get the movie. Um, or when there's when there's releases or like sneak previews and stuff like that, they have to send a li- liaison who that person knows how to get onto the internet, access the film, and download the film through the internet and stuff like that. Like that's what we're talking about. We're talking about getting just just distributing the movies uh entirely digitally
2: that um, sucks for podunk theaters yeah. like when i was in redstone they had all they're showing was lincoln cuz oh, they wow. have room for one movie <laughs> yeah and i'm sure well, they don't have choice. like satellite link up like they wait for the truck to arrive oh for <laughs> sure yeah. and that's not going to come anymore
1: <laughs> well no no i'm i'm sure that they like they they're probably still making enough movie money off of that um if only in the dvd sales of the people in that town uh, that they still want to be able to promote that stuff and have movies there. I'm just saying that your, your your big th- theaters are not going to get actual reels of film, pretty much at all anymore, um, which I'm fine with. And I I know that like inside of like movie geek culture, that's not cool to say, but you know what? The medium no, is Christopher not. Christopher Nolan's ever going to be on our show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but the the medium is not what is great about. Like that's not the message. You know, if, if you, if technology finds better ways to get the story that you're trying to tell me to me and have it look crisp and beautiful on a big screen, that's fine. I don't need it to be on celluloid. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, I it don't is, I mean, it's going to happen eventually. So yeah, exactly. Um, did you guys see the trailer for much ado about nothing? Yeah. Oh, it oh, cool. looks good. It looks so good. Um, Let's see. There's not going to be any Sam Mendes Bond movies anymore. He nope. has officially has well, said. for now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he said he's not going to do 24.
2: Um, Martin Campbell did Goldeneye and then came back, what, 10 years later for, for Casino. Casino Royale? So. Yeah.
1: I don't know who I would want to do it now. I mean, we, once you get Sam Mendes on there, my thought Steven is like. Spielberg.
2: Dude, Christopher yeah. Nolan.
1: Well, ah, I would love for Christopher Nolan to do it. It's that would never happen. There's mm-hmm. no way. Like, I could see like a. Uh, what I was gonna say is, once they've got Sam Mendes, they've got big act, big directors on there. You could get like a Danny Boyle or somebody like that. But there's no way they get. Danny they should Boyle have grabbed Bond. him
2: before he started. Uh, what is it, Transcendence or? Yeah, Inter- Inter- Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. yeah, they should have grabbed him before he started that because perfect mm-hmm. timing.
0: I don't think Danny Boyle's that great of a director. I don't want to see him do Bond.
1: Uh, all all because of hundred twenty. Uh, what well, even? I, I love Twenty Eight
0: Days Later, but it also has that stupid cutting and. People always doing drugs and stuff, so I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna have to have James Bond put like drug eye drops on his eyes, no, and then no, he's gonna no. be like tripping out and stuff, and Pssh. then they're gonna he's gonna see like he's gonna flash back to that one girl who died in Casino Royale, and fuck, it's gonna suck.
2: A lot of trippy drug moments in Some Dog Millionaire that I forgot about. Uh, no, there, well there's there is
1: one scene where a kid yeah, kid there gets, is, thank yeah, you, <laughs> where where he could get some drugs dropped in his eyes. Yeah, hmm. well, but he gets blinded. He's not getting drugs dropped in his eyes. Yeah, but still, still they do that
2: shit in Clockwork Orange, right? Hmm
1: but Danny Boyle didn't direct Clockwork
2: Orange I know I'm just saying like, he Oh yeah
1: took but, that he, uh, from that. but he
0: did direct um, Train Spotting And 28 Days Later And then 127 Hours You know where everyone's hallucinating And it's like that quick cut shit Yeah. Just saying he's not that good of a director
1: I think he's really great Anyway did you see Millions He doesn't do any Nobody does just drugs in Millions I haven't seen Millions it's a, it's a cute little movie
0: And look it's not I like his movies
1: yeah, I know you do I know you do course they don't do drugs but there's still those trippy things because the kid is talking to god so i guess yeah anyway boyard uh <laughs> i i'm just gonna defer to you on this one talk tell tell me about evil dead four uh well evil dead four sam
0: raimi mentioned in an interview that he was gonna write evil dead four this summer and then he was asked about that and he says well i'm gonna shoot around some ideas so, i'm gonna try yeah so basically it's like yeah probably not
1: <laughs> yeah that, that'd be cool. I would I, would, yeah, I, I, I would mean, totally love Drag Me
0: one. to Hell. And, yeah. Uh, so I think it'd be cool for him to do horror again.
1: Absolutely. Uh, do you, We've never talked about this. Do you guys like X-Files? Did you ever watch X-Files? Yeah. Uh, I
0: started watching it, and then I got distracted. I mean, I've been enjoying it, what I've been watching, and I told yeah. you I would, after I finished watching the series, I'd... Um, let you know, I've made it almost three quarters of the way through the first season in a couple months. So. Yeah,
1: that's about how far I got when I tried to get through X Files. You know, ten years ago, um, the re- I bring it up because David Duchovny has started talking about wanting to do another one. Um, I mean, he's not doing the legwork to make get another one made. He's just saying I want fans to demand another one. But the truth is, fans all hate the X file movies, so I don't know why fans would want another one. But and he probably
0: uh, needs fans to demand it because you see the box office returns for Phantom. <laughs> the lowest grossing movie ever. For really? how many theaters. It's like $500,000 in like over 1,500 theaters. Wow. For like a per theater average of $400. So that means like three people were in each theater for each showing yeah.
1: last week. Yeah, but he's got all that Californication money. And, <laughs> you know, he's having sex with Maggie Grace. Like, he's doing okay. I, mm. I think I think he just wants to do another X-Files movie. And that's cool. I would love for him to do one that's good, you know? I, I like think I've AFC seen the first sense. one. Yeah. I, I actually like the first one. I think it's decent. I never saw, I, w- I, I want to believe. believe, because everybody said it was just awful. Well, you can get that in a Blu-ray combo for like $10. Oh, good. Both movies. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's news. Unless you guys got anything. Um, no. Well, and de- next season is probably the last season of Dexter, which is good. Isn't it like it's eighth season? Yeah. Man, it's and it's, it's at a place where it's like, yeah, okay, you... You've run the gambit. Let's let's wrap this shit up. Time to dig into
0: the long box, boys, and pull out a comic book to read.
1: What's up, nerds? It's the comics corner.
0: Don't sound too excited about it. I don't,
1: I don't. I don't keep my trade paperbacks in long boxes.
0: I don't either. Um, this last week, I was mailed a comic book to read. snail mail! Snail mail um, from Cora who was on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, she mailed us a copy of The Boys, which Michael mentioned on our show that we should read. Yeah. And I read The First Trade, and eh. Uh, I mean, I appreciate her sending it to me, and I always love reading comic books, so it... Yeah. I I mean, Michael talked about it. It's about these guys, these superheroes, whose job is to to regulate superheroes. Yeah. Uh, They're... They're paid for by the CIA. Um, it's written by Garth Ennis, who did Preacher. Yeah, and is he did he do Hellblazer too?
1: Yeah, he did Hellblazer for for a while.
0: Um, and so, I mean, I'm exposed a little bit to him, and uh, I mean, there's some parts in it that I enjoyed. I liked. Uh, I won't spoil it, but you find out that there's some. that It's not everything that's meant to be, and the opening was pretty shocking, where the Simon Pegg looking guy who's named Wee. Huey Huey wee, Huey wee. Um, he's hanging out with his girlfriend and how much he loves her and all of a sudden they're like spinning in a carnival like he has her by her arms and she gets smashed by a superhero fighting a supervillain so he's holding her like her like stump arms because oh. she just got obliterated yeah by a superhero uh, and the superhero is this cocky American who runs away and says sorry bye and so he's. Rec- <laughs> That's kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's recruited by this guy named Butcher to, um, basically, surveillance these superheroes because yeah. they're not regulated, and um, so there's some cool moments in it. The thing I couldn't get past, I think the art's not very good in it. I think the mm. art's horrible.
3: Yeah.
0: Sometimes the eyes are like at different levels, and it really drives me nuts. And then there's lots of um, disproportionate bodies in it. So it kind of um, irritated me, but I mean the the idea is cool. I might pick up the second trade just to see where the story goes, yeah, because it's interesting. Um,
1: oh, it's published by Dynamite. Yeah, I'm I've never been crazy about them.
0: So uh, James will have it this week. Then maybe uh, then after James has it, Brad, you can read it.
1: Then I can we can spoil it. I opened um, it straight to like doggy style sex.
0: Yep. Well, this will be fun. Uh, that's butcher fucking the director of the CIA.
1: Oh, oh, good. And then he there's a there's a used condom. Yep. Can, I, I, can I? That read sounds it like Garth James? Ennis to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh, here's a lady thrown up in a toilet.
0: Yeah, cause she just gave the whole team um, blowjobs. Oh, so. yep,
1: yep. It's a Garth Ennis book, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh huh. It, it, Garth blowjob Ennis. <laughs> at some point there is a lady made out of meat. Uh oh man. So uh, James, make sure you read the boys and let me know what you think next well, I week. I will. I will. And if um, I don't like it, I'll talk about another book too. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: Um. So yeah, thank you, Cora. Anyways, um, absolutely. Like yeah. I said, I'll probably pick up the second trade. Uh, maybe on my Kindle because I was looking and I can download it on my Kindle.
1: For no, me. no, you, no, you won't pick it up. At, no, you won't pick it up at, on your Kindle. You'll go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics and pick it up where you get like twenty percent off.
2: Yeah, dumbass. Come on, Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Don't be
1: dumb. Seriously, God, I gotta quit being a dumbass. Seriously, you know what? Uh, you know my favorite moment. Uh, one of my favorite moments in It's Always Sunny is when they when they're doing when Charlie's doing the commercial for. Uh, for kitten mittens. <laughs> and there's that point where he's like, you know, are your cats making too much noise? Do you think there's nothing you can do about it? You're so stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> like where he's just yelling at his audience like, You're a dumbass. Oh man, it's great. Uh, yep. Anyway. Yeah, thanks Cora. Good. James yeah.
0: will read it and then we can talk about it some more.
1: I'll probably end up liking there,
0: it. Yeah, there's some moments that are pretty good in it, um, but it's also really weird. Yeah. Carathenis. Yeah. Get past the art, maybe.
1: I used to read. Uh, I used to read uh, Hackslash, and that is way worse art than that is. Yeah, it's the same sort of vein, you know, just the way it's digitally uh, painted. It, it kind of comes across that way.
0: This week we saw Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah. James, should people go see Oz the Great and Powerful?
1: Yeah, they should. It's really good. Uh, like universally, just everybody should go see this movie. Brad, should people go see Oz the Great and Powerful?
2: I guess so. It's it, it's a mixed bag for me. It's all. It's got some good parts and it's got some not so great parts for me.
0: Yeah, uh, I think so too. I thought the uh, with James, I, I actually kind of liked the movie a lot. Um, it was funny. It had the it had a nice blend of Sam Raimi in it. Yeah, and uh, again, he's such I a think cool the director. Sam Raimi
2: parts were the best parts of it. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, <the laughs> everything Sam Raimi else parts. Is like uh, yeah, yeah. All the all the Disney Disney parts were like <laughs> you
0: know, oh, my God. oh, yeah. So uh, here's a trailer for Awesome, Great,
1: and Powerful.
2: Kansas is full of good men.
1: I don't want to be a good man. I want to be a great one.
3: room you don't know much about witches to you it's
2: the emerald city you are here at last
3: and
1: the prophecy shall be fulfilled this is my sister
3: evanora i'm here to
1: serve you the royal treasure of oz it belongs to you but
2: only after you defeat the wicked witch
1: just how wicked is she
2: towns were destroyed (laughs) children were orphaned great wizard from kansas i've waited for you to come and set things right. Me? You'll die,
1: you'll die. Did those crows just say we're gonna die?
2: Your magic is the only thing strong enough to save us all. Please tell me you gentlemen can fight. No. What we saying? Guys, uh, take five. Might
1: not actually be a uh, wizard. Yes, but they don't know that. You're capable
3: of more than you know. Are please, please. Really, you the great man we've been waiting for? I think I could be.
0: It's cool to see Sam Raimi. I, this is—I uh, was telling my wife. I think this is the actual first genuine kids movie he's made. Which I mean, it's not total uh, a total child's movie, children's movie. Yeah, like but, don't take your four-year-old. Yeah, but I mean, it, I I loved it because what I it started just like the Wizard of Oz, where it starts in you know four by three frame. It's in black and white. Um and James Franco's entrance is great. I thought I actually think James Franco's really good in the movie. Oh, Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Because
1: Especially in the black and white sequence. Like.
0: And
2: those opening credits were pretty cool. Oh, the opening credits yes. were really cool. Um, I actually wish they were widescreen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're being so limited as like they're so yeah. beautiful, they deserve to be stretched out.
0: Yeah. Um but I mean in it he plays Oscar Diggs, who is uh, a magician.
2: Con artist. Con
0: artist at a at a traveling circus kind of like barnum and bailey's i guess in the carnival carnival yeah yeah, traveling carnival and he's you know putting the moves on his newest assistant and he gives (laughs) her the the box that his grandma gave him when she died in a war and he's (laughs) trying to make up this battle and it's it's really cool because uh it's just a great moment because you you realize that for him to become what he needs to become to be the wizard of oz is he's really far from it and he's He's a con artist, and it's it's really well done. The performance of James Franco it has a lot of a Sam Raimi touches to it, where it's kind of hammy. Um, yeah, and
1: but but at the same time, is very much focused on you know giving you a good insight into who. Yeah, I mean not is, hammy in that, a bad way. I mean no. a
0: hammy in like you know he's playing a character. He's not even yeah. being really who he is. Right. Um, yeah,
1: those those moments where he puts on his sort of Oz the Great and Powerful, you know, face and is like, "Hey, I'm a wizard." You know, those those moments are yeah, like what you're talking about—that very and, Sam Raimi. And I love too after he did the the show and he you know made the girl
0: disappear and they said, "Oh, we can see the wires." He cuts the wires down and the yeah. girl disappears. And that little girl says, "Will you fix my legs?" And oh, oh man, man, it's so good. Yeah, because he wants to say to her that he he can't, but. Then he gets mad at his assistant because he didn't save him off, you know, off the
2: stage, and, and, and those two it, dynamics influence like two other stories later in the exactly, yeah, like movie. that, like
1: that is that is what the movie is getting at, and to do it in such a human, like a, a humanistic way at the beginning, you know, and really drive this idea home of like he is pretending to be something that he cannot actually be is awesome, like, mm-hmm. and, and and kind of daring, like, because it's a it's a ballsy scene like that happens and everybody is very suddenly uncomfortable like i think even in the audience mm-hmm. oh, yeah. obviously in the audience in the movie but also in the audience at home um you're just like oh oh, oh man it's hard yeah and then eventually gets you know sucked
0: up in a tornado which i think is actually a really good scene too i thought it shot really well
1: and in black and white the cg looks really good
0: yeah and he gets you know then he ends up going to the land of oz and um it's just—it's a really uh, cool mo- movie, and th- there's parts in it where it looked fake, but I think it was supposed to look fake. You know yeah, what I mean? it—it
1: it sort of yeah. looks fake in that Alice in Wonderland way of like, hey, this is stylized, and like everything yeah. looks like candy. You know, um, the, which I don't think is necessarily good, but I—I I think it's a choice.
2: Well, for me, it's just like I, they're obviously staying in front of a green screen. Like right. the whole room is just a big green wall to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not for people who aren't as trained of an eye, but uh, that was as frustrating as, like, oh, no, I know I you agree. can put some real stuff in the foreground. It doesn't all need to be pure CGI. Well, he, yeah. did a, sometimes he did eventually, like, when uh, actually, but there's, you know, Oz
0: th- crashes into, at the end, you know, he's actually on a set there, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. like
2: the I mean, Quadling like, world, yeah, but, like, when they're just walking through the countryside. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. the like, wilderness of Oz looks very fake, but the city of Oz, I think, looks really real. Yeah. And I think I,
0: I, it has to have been some sort of choice because... Or the, it might
2: uh, be the 3D conversion that's yeah. doing it. I don't know
0: um i don't know but those little uh little uh water fairies were really funny
2: mm, yeah. because
0: you expect it to go one way and uh the way it's played where you know he wants to
1: whistle and yeah
2: it's kind of cute <laughs> yeah which for that I don't know why they didn't do a 3D shot for that one like spinning yeah. in his face like that could just like the water exactly. could have come out but they <laughs> chose to do a profile. Anyway. Well,
1: there's plenty of 3D stuff that happens in the movie and we didn't see it in 3D. It should yeah. be clear. Which I should probably you see. I think it's going to look pretty good in 3D. Yeah, I think but you could
2: tell where they're like there's just minutes of time where it's like we're just doing this to show off the 3D. Especially
1: like some of my favorite Sam Raimi moments like when he's in the. Um I mean, he's in the balloon and all the wood is poking through mm-hmm. which is a that's a very like, you know, Army of Darkness, you know, kind of kind of moment. Um, like with the hands coming at his eyes, you know. Yeah, and I um, I, I think that t- in three D I think would be really cool.
0: I think too where he became the most comfortable um as Sam Raimi it was, you know, the darker parts. Yeah. Um uh, where he could kind of be goofy. Um I mean the whole movie actually works for me in um there's parts you know where you meet the monkey uh Finley I think looks really good in oh, moments man. like really, really good.
1: Oh yeah, I think Finley looks I I think that Finley as CG isn't the best but I think Finley as animation is fantastic. Yeah, I mean there's just like like the moments, facial animation I uh, think is great. Hmm. There's some parts uh there's this one
0: scene where he, like the suns reflecting off him I think it looks really good. Hmm. Uh, but I think, for, for the most part he he's okay but uh the little he's, china girl is yeah,
2: amazing. Yeah, he's paled in comparison by the china girl. Oh yeah, yeah. she is whoever did that was amazing.
1: Well, but uh, yeah I agree, but at the same time, I think that they didn't like. There are times where, when when the actual people interact with her, it doesn't. Oh yeah, when good. they hold her, or pick when they hold her, hold her, it's they, like she's she floating looks, around.
2: Yeah, but yeah. when she's just on her own walking around, like, yeah, she looks oh really my gosh.
0: Yeah, and yeah. you know, there's uh, there's that funny scene too where she wants to come with him to kill the Wicked Witch, Aww. and she says, "Oh, we're gonna go kill the witch," and she starts
1: skipping yeah. and
2: jumping, yeah. and oh yeah, uh, and she oh, pulls and, out a knife later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, there's
1: there's a lot of little details. Like the first time when we first meet. Um, uh, uh, Mia Kunis, Theodora. Uh, Theodora, uh, and when she, when they when she first walks away, she she does that walk like she's in Oz, where like her hands are sort of waving at her side as she walks mm-hmm. by. You know, like there's a lot of little nods and stuff like that in there that are really neat.
0: Yeah, and you know, again, and th- what's cool too is um, James Franco's Oz. He actually progresses as a character throughout yeah. the whole movie, and he realizes that he can't be a phony guy in this real life, life and death struggle that they're having.
1: Yeah. Cause even though, even though there is like an, uh, an inciting moment where he, he fully makes that transition into, I'm going to be the hero, which is when he, when he puts the China doll to bed and comes up with the idea of how to save him. The truth is there are moments of, but you know, the, the fact that when he is at that city with uh, Glenda and he's, he's walking and he admits to her like, look, you know, I'm not, who i say that i am and he's really straightforward about it that is one just one little step on the way of him actually becoming better which in a lesser movie that's like one moment you know they they come up with some moment where it's like oh he's he somebody's gonna tell him this and he's just gonna instantly learn the lesson and be good from now on like they they do a good job of, of pacing that transition and really making him seem like he is getting to be friends with these people so that in the end. You really believe it when he's like, "Hey, these, this is my family," you know.
0: And you know, it's cool. Uh, we're getting to. I'm going to get into really big spoilers oh, here, for sure. Um, but I also, uh, I'm going to skip over Theodorf real quick. But I love the transition uh, for. James Franco, where he's able to use being a conman into becoming the Wizard of Oz, yeah. because everybody knows that the original Wizard is it's he's a fake. Right. So to see how he got there and how he made it, I thought was a really cool idea because yeah. you knew eventually he was gonna get these witches away, and
1: I had no idea how though. The yeah. truth is, yeah. And I like uh, when when that scene came up when he finally realizes like how he's gonna do it. I was sitting there going, this this is going to make or break this movie. Like. Uh, 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 His idea has got to be believable and cool. Otherwise, because I have no idea how he's going to do it.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, how is he going to trick these witches? They're obviously, their game is better than his.
1: Yeah. And And it
0: is, it is. And I will say, I will say, too, that, uh, uh, really big spoilers, uh, Mia Kunis becomes the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. And her transformation from being that really sweet innocent to the Wicked Witch, I think, is pretty, pretty good.
2: That was when, a neat twist I think. Yeah. yeah. When, and when she
0: cried and it uh, scarred Yes. Mm-hmm. When she
1: cries and it burns into her flesh is awesome. That is one of maybe the my favorite moment in the movie. Because uh, they did that, and it was just so badass like it was it was the kind of it was the the one moment that would make a person make that movie just so they could film that
0: because also when you watched you know the trailers, you figure that um, rachel vice 's character would become the wicked Witch of the West because mm-hmm. you know you saw the trailer where she 's making the monkeys go after them and, yeah right um, but her transformation is pretty startling, and um, that she 's able to i thought she was actually pretty scary you know when she 's Gonna kill Glinda, and she's shooting those fireballs in the air, and
1: yeah, she's not bad. <laughs>
0: so I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Like, I mean, it's it's a little bit like the makeup. I think is a little bit weird. It's just weird to look at like a green person, but um, but I think they're just you know they're they had
0: to play a little bit of the homage to the old one where yeah they, yeah, yeah it's uh, and it's funny too. Um, I you know there's foreshadowing where James Franco's Oz says we're a witch. You're you know where's your wart and your flying broom and yeah, so. Mila Kunis gets the flying broom, but when, uh, what was it Evanora was Evanora, her name. yeah? When she loses her wicked power, she becomes kind of the hag from yeah. Army of Darkness. Straight up, it was great. Yeah, um, so I, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was really well done. Um, it was fun, and it was scary. Well, not like terrifying, but I mean, it, it had some scary moments the, in yeah, it. Yeah,
1: the baboons are pretty scary. The baboons were mm-hmm. scary. I have a feeling that where Brad's gonna go as far as what things aren't good is that, and I, 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 this is what I feel. There are some times where it, it sort of, it doesn't necessarily drag, but it sits in its being a, an homage and being a setup to other movies. Like it spends a lot of time, like, you know.
2: There's a lot of exposition parts. Yeah,
1: yeah, there, there, yeah, um, that, I, that that we probably didn't need because, like, probably everybody has seen The Wizard of Oz, you know. Um,
2: well i think they could there's there's ways to do that like just doing detective work without having just like oh let's just tell the audience what they need to yeah. know like 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 these are the we, tinkers, there's a way to make it discovery the... for the audience right. that they just didn't do yeah you know it's weird when they just show up to the graveyard and there's the good witch you know and um, oh right which i think uh, back i guess now she's just visiting her dead dad's statue but yeah right. it's just like it's a kind of weird setup for that and then, like the floating um bubbles stuff Actually, like
0: but i liked when oh. um she's like if you're pure of heart and of a good person you yes. get it through and yeah. james fray yeah. like oh, i'm gonna fucking die wait it's say like fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. sweet. <laughs> yeah. I'm <gonna> fucking sweet
2: <laughs> um, and then like in the final battle like the, there's too much time where oz is just saying like i'm the great and powerful over and over again yeah. like there's they're, like they're waiting for something else to happen that's not happening yeah it's just like, you can cut that down. And then the girls are just yelling. It's almost like Akira, like, Tetsuo, Kaneda, back and forth. Tetsuo! Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, move I it along. Yeah.
1: yeah. I hear you. But uh, I was so surprised by... And there's just
2: there's just hand-link cuffs already set up, like, on the front porch of the castle. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's where they put them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they knew, yeah. Always ready to... Uh, to chain know. up a witch to kill her. Exactly. They
1: conjured a spell to bring him there. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty cool that she... She, Use used, the she uses the yeah. magic. No, well, no, that she uses the magic to make the the uh, music box to 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 you know put that one little inside of doubt into uh, Theodora. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. So that is yeah her 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 sort of arc and the way that the way that he treats her and how that makes Theodora just fucking turn is really good.
2: Also, all the prophecy shit. Like I've seen, I yes. see that in bad movies so much lately yes. that. It's, unfortunately this this one has to bear the brunt of it
1: yeah every time they talked about it i it's was like because like, uh. the truth is like we have could, this prophecy you could so easily take it out of the movie and go oh you're a wizard you can help us yeah like it's that e- it doesn't you know. have to be like
2: oh we foretold that you're yeah. you're going to arrive and yeah and it's just, like oh,
1: oh you're a wizard we've said that if somebody can stop the evil witch they get all this gold you know see what you guys missed and which I, I don't know if it had anything to do with it but what i got kitty
0: is um the hero from the sky is from army of darkness and that the prophecy is the same from Army of Darkness. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs>
1: oh. That's pretty good, though.
0: I pray that they, they, you would save me.
1: <laughs> give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> oh, he should have said that. when he got, At the end, when he's got Glinda behind the curtain, he should be like, give me some sugar, baby. That would have been sweet. Yeah. I
0: still think uh, when they reach to see what, you know, Evanora turned into and then Sam, I mean, Bruce Campbell characters showed up get an axe <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's
1: a it's a trap um which that was the other thing it took me a second to realize it was bruce campbell like the very yeah. first shot of him i was like Bleh. i didn't notice it, and i was like oh shit yeah, me too because bruce you know, campbell's he's here in the credits i like, yeah. opening
2: credits yeah so I was like oh he's got a big part and he's like yeah but then i no. didn't see
0: him from is he one of the cg characters or something yeah. Yeah. i miss something
1: I, like, yeah like, I, I bet he went to the same room and he was like i just want you to write in a, a, a character who can get beat up by a by a munchkin
0: and I bet the person who was hitting him with the stick was Sam Raimi. Probably. Because that's oh. like his big uh, thing that he does in every movie. <laughs> that's a guy, yeah. In you're, Spider-Man, you're right. when he drops his books, he's the one who's hitting him in the face with the backpack. And mm-hmm. Evil Daddy's hitting Bruce Campbell with the sticks. Um, so that's kind of Sam Raimi's. <laughs> um, and so overall, I think you should go see the movie because um, yeah. it's fun.
1: I definitely think it was good.
0: It's definitely one of the best movies I've seen this year.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like this and Hounsel and Gretel. Yeah. Oh, all witch movies this year, man, are good. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This is year, year of the year You're the witch. Year of the 2013. witch. Year of the witch. Witch quest, 2013. Witch quest.
0: <laughs> so uh, if you want to win a copy of the horror movie, The Perfect House, make sure you click, uh, go to Real Nerds Podcast and click on the review and there's a little comment section in there. Just leave a comment and say, hey, I want to win a copy. And then we'll enter you in a drawing to win a copy. I have six of them. So, you know, make sure you do that. Yeah. You can also email us, realnerds at gmail.com. You can tweet us, real underscore nerds. Call us, 720 nerds 5 Leave comments on our webpage, like I just said. Like us on Facebook. Download us on iTunes. Listen to us on Stitcher. Stream us on our website. Oh, my gosh. You can find us in so many ways. Next week, we're seeing Burt Wonderstone with a couple of filmmakers from Denver. Oh, my gosh. This has been another exciting episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Uh, nebulous visions productions see brad's new website nebulousvisions.com. it's amazing thank you you spent a lot that one looks really good too thank you i, I uh, uh, yeah did you play around with it i did it's amazing so uh brad quite the quite the web designer very impressive so uh, without all the without nebulous visions productions this would not even be a possible it's true so thank you nebulous visions multimedia production
1: oh yeah this is cool it had not loaded yet but it's cool oh dude it's badass
0: yeah but like you can move across it's pretty awesome uh, I'll let you uh, I'm gonna fade there. this out yeah just <laughs> fade it out no, thanks for know. listening and we'll see you next week bye bye